And we welcome you inside another edition of the Hoop Ball Sacramento Kings podcast on this Monday. Uh, Sam Comente here with you alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. And Jill, it's, well, you know, it's it's been another weekend for the Sacramento Kings, another long one. Uh, they have not won an NBA basketball game in 10 days. They go into Detroit tonight to try and snap this uh, four-game streak. Um, and they'll have to do so knowing that their coach is officially on the hot seat. Sam Amick and uh, Shams broke the news, if you could even call it news. It's really not surprising to anybody that yeah. if this streak continues as the streaks did last year, that Walton, <gasps> shockingly, will be out of a job. So... That's just great. You know? What's hilarious is you had the article last week. Everyone's rowing together. Oh, we love it. Everything's yeah, great. And then five days later. But what does that also tell you about this place continually? I mean, it begs a lot of questions. Nothing why. that we don't know. Right. That we right. all said at the drop of a hat, anything can change. Like, I mean, that's nothing surprises us anymore. Nothing can hurt me. And again, it doesn't matter what the hell you say. You got it. Like until something happens, like, let me know then. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like for, for years, we've heard about maybe trades for years. We've heard about, you know, writing the ship for years. We've heard about culture changes and it's rinse and repeat every time. Like it's until you actually so, show something on the court. Sorry. You don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get too invested in it and that's fair. And that's a good way to approach And you it. put out the puff pieces. Like, I mean which, which Twitter and social media goes down rabbit holes, but that's all they're there for. Hey, look at this over here. Don't don't look at this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, look when I have shiny objects. Yeah, we're all just like moths to a flame. And yeah. you're 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 right on. It's like, you know, the things happen fast in sports. Things change quickly. Uh and for the Kings, yeah, it's last Monday we're reading the piece after they uh lost to the Suns about McNair and how the team's vision is rowing the boat together as you said and all that. And then here we are 7 days later. And uh, it, we're one potential blowout loss in Detroit away from Walton getting out of town. Yeah. So this fun. Let's start, though, before we dive too far into Walton. Let's go back and review Friday's game, a game that I warned you and Connor, uh, our guest on Friday, Connor Sutton. I was a little nervous about just because I thought the Thunder had started to play a lot better. They had won three straight at that time. Their young talent was starting to show up. But the Kings came out. They kind of dominated from the beginning. They were making their shots. They weren't allowing Oklahoma City anything easy. Even Shea Gilgis-Alexander didn't seem to be killing it right away. And then the second half came, and everything fell off. Tell me if you heard. Tell me if you've heard that before, Jill. Well, and this is the thing: it's it, it doesn't even matter who we're playing anymore. You no, know what I mean? Like, and I there was a great uh, quote from uh, Jokic yesterday. Um, they had to, they were playing with uh, the Blazers without three starters, right? Like we complain, oh my God, we don't have Halliburton. We can't do anything. Like everything's lost. They're without three starters, like three main pieces, right? And they go out there and they freaking whoop Portland's ass. Like, I mean, it was like clean, but again, next man up mentality. Coach doesn't accept less. Everyone knows their role. Everyone's bought in like, I mean, it was rookie, you know, the draft pick freaking bones who I love, but I mean, this dude's out there, you know, just no fear, like out there playing both ends of the floor, giving it to him. I mean, and we can't even get multi-year veterans to do that here. I mean, it's, it's a joke. It's at this point, it doesn't even matter who we're playing unless they're going to show up consistently. 
doesn't matter if we're playing someone good or someone who we think is bad or they should win. This team hasn't earned anything so far to, for us to think, oh, to me, they should win or they shouldn't do this because they haven't proved like they still have yet to prove who they are besides being inconsistently in, or consistently inconsistent. Right. Like it's I mean, that's all that this core group has ever shown to us. Oh, we can win nine straight and lose nine straight. And it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yeah. You, like, it, it, I, I mean, it's, it's almost impressive in some way. Like, as you say it like that, like we can go ahead and reel <laughs> off 10 straight wins, but we can also then immediately lose 10 straight. So like, and it really doesn't matter who we're playing. Like they do yes, it multiple happen. times throughout the year against mm-hmm. good teams and bad. Like yeah. there's no, I mean, it's, I have to say and this. it's mind boggling. <laughs> it is. It's mind boggling. That's a, uh, yes. Uh, I like everyone, Jill, you know, I've, I've had heartbreak. I've, had I've been dumped. I, I'm a Raider fan, so I've dealt with, including last sure. night, just so much goddamn misery, like so much pain. You, you know, life is tough. You, you have a lot of moments in life where you're just frustrated or something happens that irritates you. However, it's truly incredible because these Sacramento Kings, and I, I'm 1,000% being honest when I say this, are the one constant in my life that just brings me the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and that's fucking nothing. It, it's it's just pain. It's pain and misery. Those are the two key words I like to say about being a Kings fan is just pain and misery. And again, I'm a Raider fan. And I, and they've at right. least given me some fun things over my over the years that I followed the playoffs in 2016. The Kings, though, in the time that I've been a fan of this team, and a lot of kids my age have been a fan of this team, if, they, if they've started around the same time I did, they've gotten nothing, Jill, nothing from this team, but this bullshit that we're talking about today. And I've been talking about yeah. for the past 10 days and for the past 16 years. When's it going to end? It's just like the ever ending question. And, and what's even crazier to me is right. We talk about being consistent or average on both, both ends of the court. And that can get you somewhere. It blew my mind when I was looking up the last four games that our defensive rating, the last four games is actually 16th in the league, but you want to know where our offense dropped. Where did it drop? 16th middle of the pack. I'm pretty sure it's no, it's 27. Okay, we went from like six, seven or whatever, just through these four games. It literally went from like top five, top six to 27 through this four game span. So again, they've yet to prove they can play both ends of the court at all, like at one time at all. It's, oh, we're going to play defense, but that means all of a sudden we can't play offense or all of a sudden, you know, if we we're going to be good at offense again, we can't play defense like can't be complete. And, can't and put one on one together. Yeah. Their second half um, defense in these games is. Uh, Middle of the pack it? again. Uh, 10. They're oh. finishing games at 10. <laughs> but you know where they're finishing their games on offense? 26. 29th. I gave them too much credit. So again, like you can't, it can't even be like, hey, let's be 15 and 15 or 16 and this. Like, no, it has to be like. We move up one end and then completely drop off the bottom out in the other. So, and I mean, I knew our offense was bad, but I didn't realize it was like that bad. And I actually thought our defense was worse. So that kind of shocked me, but it's, it just goes again to show that like this team can never somehow figure out how to do two things at once. Yeah. And, and that even takes me back to the Jaeger days where he was always like, I want, like, we're having to still stay on a, because until they can, comprehend a I can't go to b and c Mm -hmm. like as much as I want to 
right. until I see it comprehended and in the game, I can't move on. And it's like, they've been st- stuck in a like, for three continuously for three years. And so as much as, you know, it's, just because you can point blames in multiple directions doesn't mean you don't think, a co- you know, a coach should or should not be fired or players should or should be traded. It's, it's all of them, right? Like it's no one, no one to me is necessarily more to blame or less. Like I put it on all of them. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, could it's, you not at this point, Walton it's top be down. This is to your job. It's top down and it's not working. And at some point you, you're going to have to shake it up because the core we've seen for, you know, three, four years is this like, you're Can't not seeing change. No. And, and what do they, what do they say? The definition of insanity is Jill, you do the same thing over and over again, expect I mean, something different. That's, and, that, yeah. that's the Kings. You can fire a coach, but, but to me, like you might get some improvement, but I would be shocked if it's drastic based but on this team to- still showing me through two coaches doing the same thing and making the same mistakes and, I mean, maybe they could prove that wrong, but I mean, at some point I think both need to be changed. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I agree with you. And I think the, the thing that could save the team this year, if it, if they can be saved, which, you know, they're 13 games in they're five and eight, there is a lot of overreaction, but you know, that's what, that's what happens when shit like this happens. When it's 15 years in, I mean, that's, right. Yeah. You, know, you don't, there's no, you know, patience time window. It's like, we're impatient. Well, that's, and it's not like they're fair. losing well, right? Like no. that, I mean, to me, you know, you know, again, where it's like how they're playing, it's not even like it's, it's good. Right. So, yeah. I mean, to me, you could at least throw on, well, like and you're losing a bad team. They're kicking ass out there and, but you're losing, like, mm-hmm. it's not even that. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If I've ever really got a chance to say that about the Kings, but you need to, if you're going to have any hope, I think at this point, it's clear that you need to make a coaching change and shake that portion of it up and then yeah you have to shake up this roster because this group of guys has proven at this point for three and a half years they're not going to be it there's talent there and you can flip some of those guys for other talent i think with draft picks as well probably thrown in there which the kings have their draft picks you're not going to win with these guys you're not going to win with this coach you're not going to win with this current roster that's okay monty mcnair because you can switch the coach at least for the rest of the year with alvin gentry which i can talk about him in a little bit and then you can make a trade. He, he's well-versed in making yeah. trades. And the sucky thing is, is 29 other GMs know that we're back to the wall. And so good luck finding, finding anything of substance. That's what it sucks. It's like, we've thrown our hands. No out leverage. There. Everybody yeah. knows that it's like, I mean, Oh, if you want this pay for it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it is what it is. It's we're no mystery at this point. So I mean, anyone can hold anything hostage they want. Do you think this team would be in a better position than five and eight if Wes Hanseld was the coach? <laughs> With the roster being still as it is? I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. I just think that just not... based on his history. Right. I mean, but and I know again, you're a fan and obviously I don't know. great in yeah. Washington. I'm a fan of his. I just think that, but you know what you would have, you could at least then say, Hey, we made the coaching change. It didn't work. Boom. Now we got to do this. Now we're still finger pointing at everybody because Mm -hmm. we haven't changed anything for three years. We're still the same, you know, and the messaging that comes out wants you to point at everybody because you still don't know who's pulling the strings. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, it's, it's just so frustrating. But it, to me, at least if you had made the move or made the move two years ago when 
they still haven't learned how to fire a general manager and a coach at the same time, regardless of money. I mean, the hold pandemic, on to Vladi if you don't want to get rid of money. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Pandemic like, hurts a little bit though. Uh, you know, right? But they money. fired him during the pandemic, knowing what they were doing. I'm saying, like, you can't keep firing one person and not completely cleaning house sure. because you end up with this same cycle three times now. Under your watch, three times you're in this same cycle. At one point, are you going to say, hmm, maybe I need to stop making this cycle? It's just so obvious when teams have poor like, ownership. That's, I mean, that's the thing is you may, you fired someone during a pandemic when you knew you were already losing money. You did it after well, the he, bubble. He, he stepped down technically, did he not? So that kind of, but it was after the thing. ultimatum was already made. True. So I yeah. mean, that's, it's the same thing they did with Pete and Vladi when they brought Vladi in and we stripped you of your powers, but we want to keep paying you. So will you just take being number two now? Do you know what I mean? Like make the move. And, and even if he did step down after all that clean house, right? Like again, because you walked into the same scenario you had created two times prior to that. Like, that's my thing is at what point are you going to ever learn from your mistakes? Like it's the endless question, isn't it, Jill? We've been asking that for so, so long. When are because you when you keep doing this, this out? yeah. When you keep doing this, you're going to keep going down the same hiring, firings, blaming this person, no blaming you're stuck this in a person. Cycle. Like it's, yeah. And then at some point, right, it's Luke's going to be gone and then nothing changed, possibly if, if no roster moves change. And then what? Are you going to fire Monty at the end too? And then we, we start all over. But then did you allow Monty to make a hire prior to firing him? Like, and then you're back at square one again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like it's. The only thing I mean, that I'm... until you actually get two people on the same page and then them get multiple years together, coming in together, building the same thing together. To me, you're going to keep getting this cycle. And it's not crazy that that concept is not weird. That's how most functional organizations work. The GM, every the functional coach, <laughs> yeah. every functional organization, <laughs> they pair the two together. They, they go in at the same time and they usually leave at the same time. And I, I will say the only thing that gets me optimistic, keeps me a little optimistic, is the fact that Monty McNair is there. I, I do believe in the guy. I haven't seen him really do anything so assayin. Um, His biggest thing is he knew what he was is, getting into, he right? Knew like he, he knew what he was coming into. But, and if you're going to make a, a playoff or break, like this is what you get, yeah, right? It, I mean, and so you need to done, shake it up is hitch himself to Walton, which was always confusing. Everyone wondered why he did it. Uh, I think it's powers above saying we really can't financially can't get rid of this guy yet. We are still paying him a shitload. And Monty's like, all right, fine. I'll spin zone this and say that I want continuity. The players like him, which they did. They came out and all voiced their ap- approval of Walton. That usually helps coach keep his job, but it's not his guy. It's never been his guy. So the fact that and in one still- week, the story changes. And, I'm not necessarily well, shocked. My by thing that. too is it's like the money that you're paying them is not changing by letting them no, coach it, it is. 10 games. That's my most frustrating thing. And I tweeted that out last year too was what's going to frustrate me is if you now get rid of him at the beginning of all this when we knew that this would which, all happen. What's going to happen? Like, um, and so again, we're not learning anything that we didn't already know. And the money they have to pay him didn't change between now and then. So it was like, I mean, and you never, and because 
a GM has never been able to like bring in legit, hire their own coach. You never know who's making, who's pulling the strings. That's another problem too, because he didn't get to come in and say, all right, I'm doing interviews. I'm hiring this person. You know, that's his guy And any move going forward regarding that guy. It's going to be his move. Now it's pandemic money. Is it his guy? Is it not his? Like we've never, you can say what you want publicly all you want. And ultimately it falls on you because that's your job title. But we all know the crap that goes on behind closed doors. But at the end of the day, you took the job, you knew what you were getting into. And I mean, yeah, I was just going to say, if you had anything you wanted to say, I don't even really want to cover the thunder game. Uh, they, they it was the same usual. Yeah, we don't need we, we, the same story ourselves. we've seen. Unfortunately, like they, they did. They got outscored in the fourth quarter, which is impressive, especially considering OKC does not score very well or, or average that many points a game. They got outscored twenty-eight to seventeen, dropping their fourth straight. Thunder have now won four straight, or actually that streak might be over. I haven't kept up to date with what they've done since Friday. They might have played another game, but uh, yeah, I mean, De'Aaron Fox. It's just like show so um, like emphasizing what's wrong with this team right now of the many things is De'Aaron Fox has the ball in his hands. You have five seconds left to go in the game. That's the, that's the guy you want with the ball in his hands, try and win a game. And he gets it taken relatively easily by Lou Dort. Who's an outstanding defender. Not the guy I would have personally tried to pick on in that situation. And then he takes it all the way and, and makes the layup easy layup and game's over. So I'm glad I didn't watch the ending. I was watching USA beat Mexico. That made me a little excited. At least I got happy about that, but you know what was funny about about this game is the second half, they were twenty seventh in offense and defense. Oh, so they found some. <laughs> hey, level. so they were consistent in something yeah, they, at being they, horrible in the second half of that God, game. <laughs> like I'm already exhausted, Jill, and that just makes me more exhausted. Oh. Just just hearing that. So they do play Detroit today at four. Um, I, we won't even. I don't even know if we want to talk about like what our keys are for this game. Don't lose. <laughs> Do not lose to Detroit, to the Pistons. They're not going to have Kelly Olenek. The Kings seem to be um, all hands on deck relatively. Uh, the G League guys aren't obviously going to be there. Uh, Lewis King is hurt, too. I didn't realize this. He had, didn't play yesterday in the Stockton Kings home opener because he had a hamstring injury. So he, um, the last uh, Stockton game mm-hmm. at the very end, like he had just right gone off on his, uh, I don't know, he hit like 18 or something in the second half, like something crazy. Right. And he came down, he stepped down wrong or collided with something happened where he collided uh, and he limped off and didn't play like for the last five minutes, but you never heard anything about it after. So I didn't know until I turned on the game and um, he wasn't playing, but there was never any announcement. And so to me, when I'm like, why aren't they bringing Lou King on the road trip? Well, maybe that would have been good to know if we had known that he was actually hurt this right. time. Like, again, there's no, I mean, they don't like doing that for some reason. It's so bizarre. And so, um, just apparently, I guess he's rehabbing there. I, I don't know, but yeah, they I'm still never said anything up. before the game. Like, oh, he's out. You know what I mean? Like there was. Yeah. Probably because so. no one on a media team actually even knew that themselves. Uh, yeah, I meant to read this so. tweet from Tim Maxwell, Sacktown Baby Giraffe. Last season, this is his tweet. Last season, the Kings were five and eight, having posted the 23rd best record in the NBA. They were in the midst of what would be a four game losing streak. So they, I think they snapped it obviously after four games and then went on the nine game losing streak later, later on. Now the Kings of course are currently five and eight have the 23rd best record in the NBA and they're currently writing a four game losing streak. So does it end tonight? Is it the exact repeat of last year or is it same? But I would say it's not even a repeat of last year. So since 
the year Malone was fired, right? They started that year seven and five, right? The first 12 games, seven and five. Malone was fired. Corbin was fired. Carl was hired. That very next year, they started four and eight. Carl was fired. Next year, four and eight, Boogie traded. Next year, three and nine. Oh, it was Fox, you know, his rookie season. Next year, seven and five, Jaeger fired. Next year, seven, five and seven, Vladi fired. Next year, five and seven, assistant coach is gone. This year, five and seven, is Walton going to be gone? And maybe sooner than the other two. Like it's, it has been consistent for since 14, 15, and when Vivek took over. Like it is the same thing over and over. And you keep seeing coaches fired, then GM fired, coaches fired, then GM fired. Like never (laughs) them fired together. Like it's, um, but at some point too, is it this team as like, yes, we've drafted well the last two years, knock on wood, you know, like, right. We figure at least so far, but this team is never going to move anywhere. If our biggest trades in this 15 year drought is Rudy Gay and Harrison Barnes, like those are your two trade caps well, good that players, you can too, hold like, on. Good trades for the Kings in the end, right. they got good but players, they're not, but nothing happened. But it's two players in 15 years yeah, for you well, to hold yes. your cap on, like with nothing else. And it's two players with hirings, firings, and your core staying the same. Like it's I, I you're said not the other day. gonna you're not gonna make a huge jump. No offense to those two. If that's if that's your two oh, yeah. that you expect to get you over without you know all of the other pieces aligning. So I mean, you missed out on generational talents you you know traded draft picks away for seemingly what you found out was no reason after that because they didn't know the rules like it's i mean it's self-inflicted wounds over and over um i said on friday jill i tweeted out i think you like the tweet that terry we don't deserve harrison barnes the kings don't deserve harrison barnes for all the good that that guy is and he's been an outstanding professional and had an outstanding nba career started out by winning a title and Golden State, you know, he was he was on cloud nine at the beginning of his career. Could, couldn't have been in a better situation. The Mavericks signing for him was a swing and a miss, although he got paid a lot of money, but didn't do anything there. Got shipped to the Kings for a bag of potato chips. And, you know, the team has just been in this constant cycle of misery. I just always go back to misery. It's like the instinct word that I just want to splurge out. Uh, and he's mad. Like, you can tell Barnes is frustrated because he's getting asked the same questions. He's getting put in the same situations. The guy deserves better than this crap. And like, we're fans. We have to put up with it. He has to deal with it, like, head on every day. That's his job. Mm-hmm. I don't want Harrison Barnes to go, but if Harrison can go to I a contender. I feel so bad that they keep throwing him out there. I would, bl- I would be like, God bless you, man. I'm so happy for you. Like, I hope you go win another ring somewhere far away from Sacramento. Because it's He joke. has to get tired of answering these same questions. I would. Like, and, and it's rinse and repeat that they throw him out there, too. To like, the wolves. No, no one else is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel stop, bad I for him. That sense. I love the guy just because he has been such a consistent for us. Of course. But it's, I mean, it's so frustrating that. Um, when, when do you think Jill? Oh my God. What did you, did you get any news about that? I don't know about the Kings or somehow. Uh, yeah, I got a message from someone. Just okay. the um, stupidity that we've been saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, but it when, just confirmed what we were saying, okay. like from someone. <laughs> someone with the Kings. <laughs> um, when do you think Walton gets canned? If you're gonna make a guess. 
seems inevitable. I mean, I don't think it'll go nine games this time, but I, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I go, you, you put that out there now you got, I mean, you got to follow through with it. Like that's, I mean, this is the thing too. Like just, if you're going to thinking about make the move, just make them like, you know what I mean? The Like, and that's the same thing that I just got, you know, from someone like that. Oh, they were half-assed last year. Should we do it? Should we not? Oh, we don't really know. Like, and so you're just continuing your. Yeah. Pick a side. (laughs) Pick a side. Like what um, I saw a good tweet as you as you say that uh, that said like what's the point of waiting if this losing streak drags on like that's going to be more indicative of this team like no obviously not this team hasn't been good with Walton he has Walton hasn't been right. good since he became a head coach what are you waiting to find out right. winning or losing this isn't going to tell us anything we didn't already know yeah. bingo yes exactly that minus should... cutting off a five game streak like I don't right. know um, but then are you going to wait till the next losing streak like i mean yeah then you have the same one again that's kind of my thing is it's what so now that we're in the first streak you're going to throw the ultimatum out there to get them to stop it and then say if it happens again you know we're not giving the warning this time i don't want to live in that (laughs) i don't like that's what it seems like exactly like i mean we all knew it last year we all know it this year i mean and and the thing that kills me is like we all pray like prove everybody wrong like we don't care who's coaching we don't care at least most of us don't on the team like we just want to see them win regardless of any of that like I would be gladly wrong all day every day if it meant the team was winning like I could care less yeah or couldn't care less but like it's I mean no I mean it's um yeah it's sad uh it's, you know, I, I it's really, the vent that we always vent and then yeah, we get it a, out and then we're good. A therapy like. session for sure. <laughs> this is, this is good for me. The yeah. thing that's kind of sad is, you know, and I, I would, I never root for the Kings to lose. I don't, but in this situation tonight, especially considering who they're playing, because as you said, like they're, if, if they end the losing streak, then it's just going to be what? Oh, okay. Well, next time I won't allow it. You know, it, it's, we're just waiting around for it to get worse essentially. I want them to go out tonight and get steamrolled by Detroit. And then if they don't decide to fire them, then then go to uh, Minnesota, forgetting who they're playing next and lose to them. That way, without question, they'd have to get rid of them. And then Friday, when I'm sitting in the stands watching the game against the Raptors, I don't have to watch Luke Walton look confused in, in like a moron on the sidelines. I get to watch Alvin Gentry do that instead. And so it's like, I, 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 I'm going to root for them to lose tonight, Jill. I, I am. Cause let's get this. Let's rip this bandaid off. Stop fucking with me. Just get it over with. I don't care anymore, but I do. I'm like too invested and I'm not invested. But this is my thing too. <laughs> even if they lose, I'm not even sold that they, I'm not even sold right? that they I actually do it. Like I don't, I will always root for them to win because I don't believe that they like until they do something. It's yeah. not showing me anything. Quick facts on Alvin Gentry, just for everyone. With their, but I don't uh, blame anyone that, that feels either Yeah, way. <laughs> I don't blame them either. Uh, Keep dragging home. You want to know what Alvin Gentry has done because he's going to be the interim coach if they fire, if and when they fire Walton. I don't know. They'd, you know, I, I don't, I'd be surprised if anyone else would get the promotion, you know, as much as we like Doug Christie. Gentry, 67, uh, really good collegiate point guard in his day, has been a head coach of five different teams starting in 95 with the Miami Heat, was obviously most recently the Pelicans head coach. Here's a stunning thing, though. I, I, when I was just looking up shit about Alvin Gentry, I'm surprised by how poor of a head coach overall he's actually been in his time. 
Alvin Gentry has not been a very good head coach, despite the fact he's coached for a lot of teams. He's got a career record of 510 and 595. So he's lost 85 more games than he's won. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's the thing is, and then if you go look at the rosters of each of the teams, like that he coached, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be surprised. Similar to why, when I say like, it's so hard for me to say Kings coaches are good or bad because I don't feel like they actually have a chance. I mean, yeah. Like fail with a good team. And then I can say, okay, like mm-hmm. you really are bad, but I mean, a t- a coach could very well be met, but not be good enough to, to turn around a, uh, you know, under average team, because there are coaches out there, right. That, that do that. They get the most out of guys that you would not expect. And Nate McMillan last year as an interim coach kind of surprised everybody. Cause he had been yeah, like a good coach, but a loser in the sense that like, he would never well, get out of the first round now, like this year, now they've they're, kind of fallen yeah. apart. and then um, they, I think they just won last night to kind of end their streak, but it's like, I mean, you just, My yeah, point. but I would say like some of his rosters were, True. And like he on did par with some of the Kings ones, but I mean, that's par for the course. I mean, it's, but at the end of the day, that's what you have to go back on. Right. Like that's, that's what your... I'm, that's, the numbers don't lie. He did make the conference semifinals yeah. in 2009 with the Suns. Uh, they had a very good team then with Steve Nash. They lost to the Lakers that year. Uh, and then he, he did make the playoffs with the Pelicans. He was there for a while though. Um, not much success other than the yeah. 2017 and, season. And the, really the year that he Anthony took him there, like that was their best, one of their best rosters. And then that one, and then the one, with DeMarcus and they were rolling prior to him getting hurt. And then it kind of fell apart after that. So, I mean, there's some circumstances there, but it's like, look, the Kings brought in George Carl. Right. And we were like the one team that he couldn't take, like that he was not able to take in the one year. So, I mean, and, and there are plenty of situations too, where you hire a good coach, but then you don't even give them a team that fits their build, right? Like they fit uh, um, build, I would think. And so, no, no, no. I'm just saying like, no, in general, like that it's, um, so it's just kind of, um, that was just for looking at styles. True. That was just for anyone, you know, holding out hope that Gentry could be the savior. I'm going to go ahead and assume not. However, they would play, I think a little bit more exciting basketball. They would definitely be he more has more offensive proven oriented. record than Luke, though, right? Oh, of I mean, course. that's where you would fall back on if you're hoping he and the players he like can, him he too. He can change it. And he was yeah. a player too, kind of like Walton. You know, he he can connect with these he guys. He got some passion. I mean, he just yeah. went after David Griffin. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. That is true. I do like that. I uh, get more. I, mean, I get more Jaeger vibes from him than Walton vibes because he will snap and he will get animated. I have always said I like that, especially with this team that seems like they need to be shaken awake at times. I'm okay with Walt, Gentry being that guy. You know. Well, and you know guy. what I mean? And, and credit to, you know, there was a time when Jaeger said, like, I'm not really built to, to coach this style. Like I've never really had to do the run and gun. Like I've always been that grit and grind. Grit and, right? grind yeah. and he was just like, F it. Like if we're going all in, we went all in. And that was, you know, their most successful season. Adapt. Yes. We can all say it didn't last, but he got the most right out of and every season to me isn't that what a coach is trying to do if you're really trying to go all in you're trying to get the most out of your guys whether you think that's sustainable or not and he got the most out of his guys we've yet to see that you know what I mean and and Luke kind of seemed to be doing that at the end of the second half right before the pandemic hit and we haven't seen it um you know what I mean like and we've seen it in flashes since but again like 
And they've been flashy. I'll give them that. That's kind of been the story um, of. But but the end of the day, like even prior to Luke, like this core has been this core, and we just have never seen them jump from A to B. Like it's in any consistent fashion. Uh, I will ask you. All, and I think I just answered it, but I don't know if that's updated or not. And they're you know, and you're paying all the money to that core. Yep. So you should be seeing like consistent jumps. Is uh, Roy Rana or Rana, whatever his name is. Is he He's still not a coach? with them anymore. No. No, I liked him. He uh, was one of the, he was one of the couple that left this last year. Okay, because I hadn't heard anything about it. I haven't seen him. That was the guy. He didn't originally. announce it. He just is. Yeah, not. he just stuck out the back door. For people that don't know who he was, he was a behind the bench coach, uh, but he had a lot of coaching experience in Canada um, and a big, good track big record name there. Yeah, yeah, big huge name in Canada, and so that was actually like a sneaky guy I wanted to get promoted last year if Walton was fired. Because the attention was obviously on Gentry. They were going to name Gentry if they did it. But I was like, I would like to see if Rana got a chance. Rana, however you would say it. Because that guy, I feel like, could surprise. But that bumps me out now. Because now, yeah, it's really Gentry or nobody um, that's stepping into the roles. Which just makes me so not excited for what's to come. What is to come, though? Uh, Detroit tonight and then Timberwolves on Wednesday. Last game of the four-game road trip. Best case scenario at this point is two and two, which was how they finished in the last road trip. It would be an inverse of the last road trip because they won the first two games of that first road trip, lost the last two. Kings, best case scenario now is losing the first two, winning the first two. I call that consistency, Jill, if they do it. Well, uh, and in most most circumstances, you're asking for a 500 road trip. It's just right. they... This, these opponents were not... They just... Right. Remember we said that we thought they could be 4-0. In this road trip, I can't believe we got well, and and that's the thing. It's like if it was anybody else, I would have said like I'll take a five hundred, and maybe that's just on me. Like, but I, but at this, I mean, at this point, you know. And the other thing, <laughs> Jokic said was, uh, you shouldn't look at anybody as a as a automatic win. Like it, once once that happens, what say like you're toast, you're done. Oh yeah, you're done. I mean. Um, because at the end of the day, these are all NBA players and they're all fighting for something. Right. And we've yet to see that fight from, from this team. And if this team cares as much as they say, they care about Luke show it tonight. They, I mean, they hadn't been showing it. So, yeah. it, but it's... I mean, they come out 500 on the road trip, then you just, well, then we'll wait for the next cycle. Yeah, you should keep everything in neutral is how I look at it. Tough to do this podcast at times, Jill. I know it's, uh, I mean, you've been doing it a little longer than me, but I, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm always happy to ha- hop on and talk with you, of course. But like today, for sure, I was like, Matt, you know, I, was like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I'm already trying to get over my Raiders yesterday losing, <laughs> or excuse me, getting annihilated on Sunday Night Football. And now I got to go talk about my other team. Thank God I'm a Giants fan. Otherwise, I would have given up on sports 10 years ago because they're yeah. the only the only franchise i follow that's given me any sort of well, and this is where i feel bad for the younger and i know some of the younger ones yes. would even say maybe they feel worse for some of us where the kings came to sacramento the year i was born right and so i haven't seen any different my whole life like since yeah. the 80s like this i've seen eight eight years of 500 basketball in 30 something years. Like that's like, I feel bad for ones that are younger and they've just never seen winning. Mm -hmm. We're like, we never saw winning. We saw like, you know, eight years of it. And then it was wiped out again, but it's been another 15 and we waited 15 prior to seeing the eight. And we'll like, we're waiting again. 
but it's just always been um extremes like I mean, like they've never been like horrible enough. They had one year where they should have had the number one pick Blake Griffin's year. Um, and wins. they, they hit, you know, the worst thing that could happen to the worst team in the lottery was you fall all the way back. Um, you know, that the number one could fall back to. Right. And, uh, but then that everything else has been about trying to win because they've never won before. So, I mean, I get it in that sense that it's, you know what I mean? And so it just creates this cycle of, yeah. And until you can land that big trade, like they, right. They did the Mitch and for, for Weber. And then, you know, you had J will for Bibby, but like, Asia. those are big names, right? Again, like in our 15 years, like, yes. And then you had Peja for our test, but within the 15 year drought, like, again, our two best are no offense to Rudy Gary Harrison Barnes, but like, well, they're yeah. good pieces around if you actually have something, if you don't, then it, you just feel bad for them. <laughs> I looked back on some of the trades, like when they traded our test to the Rockets, they got Dante green in a first round pick. I don't remember who the first round pick was used on. I, nobody important. Clearly Mike Bibby trade was just horrible. I, I, I hate to even think about that when they traded him to the Hawks, who they got in return because it was Joe. It was nobody. It was nobody that helped shift the team forward. You know? And you know why a lot of us now hate hearing the money talk is because for those years when the Maloofs were so good, when they lost money everywhere else, they started siphoning our team. They, mm -hmm. why we make the cash consideration jokes, why we make all those things is because all those things happened and nothing came back. And you just kept in that you had nothing to Tailspin. trade for anything. Yeah. Like, and I then they started drafting to uh, players that they thought would make Jersey sales and all these other things. Like Jimmer. it's been a continuous thing of like about owners and money and not necessarily. Yeah. You know, stuff on the court. And so you get, I mean, and you can I, see how nothing has really changed in that sense for a lot of things. No, we always thought it couldn't be worse than the Maloofs. Boy, was that, you know, where were we wrong? We really fooled ourselves. Uh, at least we, at least we're still in sack, I guess, Jill. Hashtag. But the optimism. difference was at least the Maloofs had like a good run for a while before right. it all they have crashed something down. To and you know what I mean? On. Like, had the Kings actually won the championship, and had they not lost all their money elsewhere, I don't, I don't know if they would have gone that route. But it's like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like we all love that Vivek saved the team, but we haven't seen. And he does great stuff off the court, right? Oh, With yeah. the community and things like that. But great at the end of the day, when it comes to basketball, um, it just has, you know, fallen flat. Who was Kevin Martin traded for? Carl Landry? Is that right? That one hit uh, the hardest for me because I, I was yep. Kmart era. That was Carl the move Landry. that Houston ended up getting all that and then sent him and that got them James Harden. Just this domino effect. We what, that are the, out. what are the Kings? We get? helped that out. Yeah. Carl Landry um, and Chuck Hayes in free agency. I remember Chuck Hayes being like the big free agent signing of my childhood. Chuck Hayes. They gave him a lot of money to. Oh, and just, it's always ju just, just wait when they're going to clear all that salary out. No one's choosing to sign. Like you, the no. people that choose to sign here are ones that have been here before and know, like, okay, cool. That's a cool place. Like, but they know what they're getting into, right? Like right. It's, it's, it's really rare that you end up signing anybody that hasn't been here. Like it's like free agency money does us nothing and it never has. 
Um, it's the draft. Not and, when you're Sacramento. And trades. Which Monty's yeah. at least drafted. And, and especially with the history you have. Like, change it around and maybe then you could get some traction. But when you're still floundering and firing everybody and not winning, like, why, why would you choose that? I mean, I get it when it terms of money, but at that point, then it's a player wanting mm-hmm. money and not necessarily like Holmes got his money and he stayed here. Cause it was like, cool, you know? Right. But, well, I know we, that's why we all love, but Holmes we all know if he loyal. got money elsewhere, he would have like, yeah, no offense, the Hornets he would have gone elsewhere. Like, and lowballed him. I mean, realistically, it wasn't yeah. like he took less that's just it. to stay. No. Um, Let's end on this, Jill, because, again, we don't need to dive into the Pistons game. You know, we know they're going to play a basketball game tonight. Do we really want to watch? But top three, just putting you on the spot, head coaching candidates to replace Luke Walton. You can't do it? You don't have any? I know. No, no, no. I'm not saying it. I'm saying I I have made this statement, and I'm going to continue to make it. I will not throw anybody else out there until a move actually made. Okay. So then when that happens, we'll come back. That's a respect thing. Like you all know, I have my list and all that, but I've, I like, it's one thing I'm going to keep consistent on is I'm not going to throw it out there until. Yeah, that's fine. That's nice. Walton probably appreciates that. You're being nicer to him than anyone currently is Um, elsewhere in Sacramento. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, you know, me and my jinxes and all that. I'm not throwing anything out until. This would be a and giving or giving hurt. myself also like if you all know I'm my list in the off season that I was excited about so um until the until something happens it's not worth me to yeah. get other people's hopes you know what I mean like oh yeah yeah well I respect I, it but no yeah. I'll stand you know, firm on that <laughs> I, yeah I, I I just that's impressive. I applaud you for that. Truthfully. Um, I have no respect for Luke Walton, but uh, we'll just, we'll end it there today. I really don't think there's much more we can discuss. I'm just going to get more and more sad. My, I think my tone of voice is just slowly started to get like, like more and more quiet. Like, yeah. And I'm on the well, verge at of least, breaking down. I mean, if you have the wolves anything, ha- yeah, the Timberwolves had their losing streak. Right. And then they had lost six or seven in a row and then go figure. They go to Staples center. Right. And like they killed the Lakers. Hilarious. Well, now they've been fined two hundred fifty thousand as an organization oh. um, because they organized off-season practice outside of their team market. But this was in September, right. and I guess they went to like Alex Rodriguez's house in Miami. Um, they had A-Rod. dinner there oh. with him and the minority ownership. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, A Rod owns the team. And the teams aren't allowed to organize or pay for off-season group workouts outside of your interesting outside market. Also interesting that A-Rod owns the team. I keep, I keep forgetting yeah. that. There's always like weird rules. Random. Like I know we did the workouts in LA, but it was open and there were other teams doing it. Like they weren't sanctioned. Like right. it was like an open gym. Kings workouts, right? It was, yeah. you had people from the Rockets there. You had the Pistons there. You had them, uh, they partnered with the Raptors. Like there was, you know, I mean, and it was, option like it wasn't and they all work with rico during the summer anyway so it wasn't you know what i mean um for all those outside teams but i I guess this one it was like they paid for it and they flew everybody to miami and i would like to go to a-rod's house i wouldn't mind that can you imagine how that house looks like it's 400 million dollar contract it got for the yankees or whatever ridiculous thing it was for all those years and i'm sure that 
I mean, and the spoil that they gave the oh, players, yeah. I'm sure, was ridiculous. He has like a between makeup brand Mark, now, too. Yeah. Hey, Rod, I'm sure they all got home. The money between bags. Mark and him. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, Timberwolves but, uh, next on Wednesday in, in Minnesota. That's the last of the road trip. Uh, I'm not even going to say they're two winnable games these Monday, Wednesdays, because nothing's winnable anymore. But I don't know. Kings what have to, to prove the games can be. <laughs> yeah. And that's so true. I, I just, I regret that I even ever thought that they could actually win all these games. Like, I'm not, because at this point, like, why would I, why would I tune in every year or want to talk about it if I didn't have true. hope? I mean, I, I already know I'm stupid for having hope or believing otherwise but again i wouldn't spend my time watching or talking if i didn't think maybe this is the one time that they figure it out that's a good trademark for king's fans king's fans stupidly hopeful like i yeah i had no problem with people being hopeful and i had no problem with people going the opposite but the day i actually stop believing something can turn around is the day you stop watching is the day i stop watching yeah yeah so well We'll watch tonight. I'm kidding. We, I know we will. Um, I'd rather watch this in the Sunday night or Monday night football game. Anyway, I want to break from football for a minute. So yeah. we'll see how the Kings respond to Detroit. The mighty tests that are, that is Kate Cunningham and Jeremy Grant. Um, and it's going to get interesting, Jill. It's going to be an interesting another week or so ahead of us in the Sacramento King land to see how they respond. What happens if Luke sticks around, if Fox can find that groove and stay with it. If the trade is on a horizon, who knows? Will Detroit be that Bagley trade? <laughs> like, Will Detroit there's so be many the options? Well, yeah. I, I was gonna. I meant to say that. Thank you for reminding me. I they won't do this. Walton won't. But I'm almost hoping they just like throw Bagley out for 20 minutes as like a showcase, and just hope, just like set up plays for him, like try and get him as many. I saw people saying do it, and then yeah. others saying don't because they don't want it to like. Oh, what if he gets hurt? Because he always gets hurt. <laughs> if something looks, could happen. Someone looks at him and he just, you know, breaks his leg. So, I don't know. So, it's a good point. Um, but, I, I mean, it, it would be an ideal situation in front of the home fans, too, and then the, the coach. I mean, if Casey. he played well, it could work in their right. favor. But or if not, backfire. then you just don't. I, don't I think know. he's ready. I think he would play well if they gave him a chance. It's also Detroit, and they're, they've been horrible. But this horrible. is the thing. is Offensively I mean, and defensively. I, they gave him a chance before he said no. Like, I don't, I don't know how this team – feels about it like mm-hmm. they haven't said anything publicly right yeah um and we haven't seen you know we don't know what's happened behind the scenes of i mean are players wanting him or not wanting it like i, I don't know mm-hmm. nobody knows. i mean because the because the guys that said i would go in are the guys that are right metu was the one that was re- rewarded for yeah it's well, going for in. giving a shit i mean that's so as he should just again it's just a sh- shitty situation and one that they made on their own <laughs> yep yep self-inflicted as are all the king's mistakes just add to the list just add to the, the we're running out of paper to, wait why is bagley list. trending what's that did bagley i just get saw traded? it said bagley was trending oh are we missing something jill this I mean, five it, team nba trade would set fire to the league okay so it's just some stupid out thing. barnes bagley healed thompson mitchell 28 first 23 second in Carl Anthony Towns, KCP, Bohan Bogdanovich. Oh my God, they put a five team. Like, I'm not even like trying to read all that. No, because it's never going to happen. Uh, um, it would but be Pistons helpful. Nation is all about talking about uh, Bagley tonight. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm be, already seeing it. Like, yeah. It would be helpful for, Bar- I mean, if you're going to accommodate Marvin, why not trade him while you're there and just let him go to the other locker room? I always love when that happens with teams when they trade when they play in each other. Like, all right, dude, get your shit. You can walk across the arena. You can go to the other locker room. Just save you some time. 
Uh, well, that'll do it for us on this Monday episode of the Hoop Ball Sacramento Kings podcast. Kings are still playing basketball. It's not over yet, guys. Uh, I just sound like I've lost hope because I kind of have, but that's just that's just life as a Kings fan. So Detroit tonight, we'll see if they can get back in the win column, snap the four-game losing streak. Otherwise, the wheels will continue to fall off, and me and Joe will have more to talk about on Wednesday regardless, actually. So thanks, for guys, for listening. Uh, we'll catch you on Wednesday. See you later, dudes.